Part three, chapter nineteen of a vital question, or what is to be done by Nikolai Chernyshevsky, translated by Nathan Haskell Dole, eighteen fifty two to nineteen thirty five, and others. This LibriVox recording is in the public domain. Recording by Expatriate in Bangor, Maine. Part three, marriage and second love, chapter nineteen. Vera Pavlovna's third dream and vera pavlovna dreams a dream after tea she had a talk with her milenki and went to her room to lie down not to sleep it was too early to sleep why it was only half-past nine no she did not even undress she only lay down to read and here she is reading as she lies on her little bed but the book falls away from her eyes and vera begins to think what is the reason that lately i've been feeling lonesome occasionally or not exactly lonesome or does it merely seem so no it is not lonesome but i only just happened to remember that i wanted to go to the opera this evening but this kirsdnof attentive fellow that he is went too late to get tickets he might have known that when bosio is singing it is impossible to get two rouble tickets at eleven o'clock of course he cannot be blamed he must have been working till five o'clock surely till five o'clock though he didn't confess it and yet he is to blame no after this i'd better ask the milenki to get tickets and i guess i'd better go to the opera with my milenki too milenki would never be so stupid as to let me go without tickets and he is always glad to go with me my milenki is such a sweet fellow in account of this kirsdnof i have missed hearing traviata i would go every night to the opera if there were opera no matter how bad it might be provided only bosio sang the chief role if i had such a voice as bosio it seems to me i would sing all day long i wonder if i could get acquainted with her how could i manage it that artillerist is well acquainted with tamberlik could it be done through him no it is impossible what an absurd thought what is the good of getting acquainted with bosio would she sing for me of course she has to save her voice and how did bosio succeed in learning russian how purely she pronounces but what absurd words where could she have found such wretched poetry yes she must have studied out of the same grammar which i did those verses were quoted in it to illustrate the use of quotation marks how stupid it is to quote such verses in a grammar though it would not be so bad if the poetry were better but there is no need of thinking about the meaning of the verses all one needs to do is to hear her sing the hours of pleasure make the most of the years of youth give up to love what ridiculous poetry wrong accent in the second line make the most of 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 but what a voice and what feeling she puts into her singing and her voice is vastly sweeter than it used to be incomparably better it is wonderful how could it improve so much and here i was wondering how i could get acquainted with her and she herself has come to call upon me how did she find out that i wanted her to yes you came to call on me a long time ago says bosio and she speaks russian i called upon you bosio how could i have called upon you when i was not acquainted with you but i am very very glad to see you vira pavlovna pushed aside her bed curtain so as to give bosio her hand but the cantatrice laughs and it seems that it is not bosio at all but demeric in the role of the gypsy rigoletto only the gaiety of the laughter is demeric's but the voice is still bosio's and she runs away and hides herself behind the bed-curtain 
how disagreeable that this bed curtain hides her and before there was no bed curtain at all where did it come from do you know why i came to you and she laughs as though she were dimeric and at the same time bosio who are you you are not dimeric are you no are you bosio the songstress laughs you learn rapidly but now it will be necessary for us to attend to what brought me here i want to read your diary with you i do not keep a diary i never kept one look here what is that lying on this little table vira pavlovna looks on the table near the bedstead is lying a copy-book with the inscription v l s diary where did this copy-book come from vira pavlovna takes it opens it the book is written in her own hand but when read the last page says bosio vira pavlovna reads again i am often obliged to stay alone whole evenings but that's nothing i am used to it is that all asked bosio that's all no you did not read it all there is nothing more written there you cannot deceive me says the visitor what is this from behind the bed curtain comes forth a hand what a handsome hand no this wonderful hand does not belong to bosio and how does this hand come out from the curtain without pushing it apart the hand of the new visitor touches the page from under the hand appear new lines which were not there before read says the visitor and vira pavlovna's heart begins to feel oppressed she has never seen these lines before she did not know that they were written but her heart is oppressed she does not wish to read the new lines read repeats the visitor vira pavlovna reads no it is tiresome for me to be alone once i did not feel the loneliness why is it tiresome for me now when it did not used to be turn back a page says the visitor vira pavlovna turns a page the summer of this year who writes diaries like that thinks vira pavlovna it should have been written eighteen eighty five june or july and have the day of the month but here it stands the summer of this year who keeps diaries in that way the summer of this year we go picnicking in our usual way into the suburbs to the islands and this time milenki goes along with us how enjoyable it is to me ach so it is august is it what day of the month the fifteenth or no the twelfth yes yes it was about the fifteenth it was after that excursion that my poor milenki became sick thinks vira pavlovna is that all that's all no you don't read everything what is this says the visitor and again through the unparted bed curtain comes the wonderful hand and again it touches the pages and again on the pages appear new words and again vira pavlovna reads against her will the new words why doesn't my milenki come along with us oftener turn one leaf more says the visitor my milenki has so much to do and it is all for my sake for my sake he is working my milenki and that is the answer thinks vira pavlovna happy at the thought turn one page more what honest noble people these students are and how they respect my milenki and i enjoy myself with them just as though they were brothers and we have no ceremoniousness is that all that is all no read further and again appears the hand and touches the page and again come forth new lines and again viera reads the new lines the sixteenth of august that is on the second day after our visit to the island no it was exactly the fifteenth thinks viera pavlovna all the time the milenki spoke with that rachmatov or as they called him out of jest the rigorist and his comrades 
but he spent hardly quarter of an hour with me. That is not true. He spent nearly half an hour with me, thinks Vi'ra Pavlovna, besides the time when we were sitting together in the boat. The 17th of August, yesterday the student spent a whole evening with us. Yes, it was on the evening when the Milenki was taken sick. Milenki talked with them the whole evening long. Why did he spend so much time with them and so little with me? He is not working all the time. He himself says that he is not working all the time, that without rest it is impossible to work, that he takes a great deal of rest, that he thinks about nothing else except taking a rest. Why does he think by himself and not with me? Turn over one leaf more. July of the present year, and every month of the present year, and until Milenki became sick, then last year and before that too. Five days ago the students called on us, and yesterday too. I carried on with them, it was so gay. Tomorrow or day after tomorrow they will call again, and again it will be gay. Is that all? That is all. No, read further. Again appears the hand, touches the page, and again from under the hand come new lines and again against her will vi'ra pavlovna is reading them the beginning of the present year especially at the end of spring yes it used to be gay with these students but that was all but now i often think it was childish nonsense such nonsense will amuse me for a long time yet probably even when i have come to be an old woman when i myself will not be of the age for playing i shall delight in the youthful games which will remind me of my childhood for even now i look upon the students as younger brothers but i should not like to become a vierotchka always when i want to rest from serious thoughts and labors i am now vira pavlovna and to enjoy oneself like vierotchka is only agreeable at times but not always vira pavlovna sometimes wants such happiness that she might still remain vira pavlovna and this happiness comes only with one's equals in life turn back several pages more i have opened a sewing union and went to julie to ask for orders milenki stopped at her rooms to get me she kept us to breakfast and she ordered champagne and she forced me to drink two glasses we began to sing run shout wrestle how gay it was milenki looked on and laughed is that really all asked the visitor and again appears the hand and again from under the hand appear new words and again vira pavlovna reads against her will milenki only looked on and laughed why didn't he join in with us that would have made it still gayer was it that it was improper or didn't he care to have a part in our sport no it was not in the least improper and he might have done it but he has such a nature he not only does not interfere he also approves but that is all turn one page back i went with milenki for the first time since my marriage to see my parents it was hard to see the life that oppressed and stifled me before my marriage my milenki from what a horrible life he saved me and that night i had a horrible dream and my mamenka reproached me for being ungrateful and she spoke the truth but such fearful truth that i began to groan milenki heard my groan and came into my room and i was singing all the time in my dream because my loving bride came and consoled me the milenki wanted to act as my dressing-maid how ashamed i was but he is such a modest man he only kissed my shoulder is that all that is written you cannot deceive me read and again from under the visitor's hand appear the new words and vira pavlovna reads them against her will this seems to me rather insulting turn several pages back 
Today I was waiting for my friend D on the boulevard near the new bridge. There lives a lady at whose house I expected to be a governess, but she was not willing to take me. I returned home with D very despondent. I was thinking in my room before dinner that it would be better to die than to live as I am living now. And suddenly, at dinner, D says, Vera Pavlovna, let us drink to the health of my bride and your bridegroom. I could hardly refrain from tears in the presence of all, from joy at such an unexpected salvation. After dinner I talked a long time with D about how we should live. How I love him! He is leading me out from the cellar. Read it all. There is nothing more to read. Look! Again from under the visitor's hand appear new lines. I do not want to read, says Vera Pavlovna, in fear. She has not yet distinguished what is written in those new lines, but already it is horrible to her. You cannot help reading when I bid you to read. Read! Vera Pavlovna reads, Do I only love him because he led me out from the cellar? Not himself, but my salvation from the cellar? Just turn back once more and read the very first page. It is my birthday today. Today I spoke for the first time with D and fell in love with him. I never before heard such noble and consoling words from anyone. How he sympathizes with everything that demands sympathy, wants to help everything that needs help. How sure he is that happiness is possible for all people, that it must be, and that anger and woe are not forever, that a new and bright life is rapidly approaching us. How joyfully my heart expanded when I heard these assurances from this learned and serious man, for they confirmed my own thoughts. How kind he was when he spoke about us poor women. Every woman would love such a man. How clever he is, how generous, how kind. Good. Turn again to the last page. But I have read that page. No, that is not the last one yet. Turn one leaf more. But there is nothing on this leaf. Just read. You see how much is written on it? and again from the touch of the visitor's hand appear lines which were not there before vira pavlovna's heart grows cold i do not want to read i cannot read i command you you must i cannot i will not then i will read for you what is written just listen he is a noble man a generous man he is my saviour but generosity gives rise to respect confidence and readiness to act in unanimity friendship a saviour is requited by gratefulness by devotion that is all his nature may be as quicker than mine when the blood is boiling his caresses burn into the heart but there is another demand a demand for quiet calm caresses a demand for sweet dreams and a tender sentiment does he know it do our natures agree our demands he is ready to die for my sake and i for his but is that enough does he live in his thoughts for me do I live in my thoughts for him? Do I love him with such a love as my soul craves? Before I did not realize the demand for a quiet, tender feeling. No, my feeling for him is not... I do not want to listen any more. Vera Pavlovna throws away the diary with indignation. You wretch! You abomination! I never asked you to come. Leave me! Her visitor is laughing with a still, good-humored laugh. No, you don't love him these words were written with your own hand i curse you vira pavlovna wakes up with this exclamation and quicker than she could make out that it was only a dream that she had seen and that she had waked up she starts to run my dear take me in your arms protect me i dreamed such a terrible dream she snuggled up to her husband 
my dear caress me be tender to me protect me vierotchka what is the matter with thee the husband embraces her thou art all of a tremble her husband kisses her thou hast tears on thy dear cheeks there is a cold sweat on thy brow thou wert running barefooted over the cold floor darling i am kissing thy little feet to put some warmth into them yes fondle me save me i dreamed a horrible dream i dreamed that i did not love thee my dearest whom dost thou love if not me no it is an idle absurd dream yes i love thee only caress me fondle me kiss me i love thee i want to love thee she embraces her husband passionately she clings to him and when he has pacified her with his caresses quietly falls asleep kissing him end of part three chapter nineteen recording by expatriate in bangor maine